You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's time to play! Full-time fantasy. Full-time fantasy. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis solo for the final hour, taking you until 4 p.m. Eastern here on a Wednesday afternoon as we get set for week nine of the fantasy football season. You can follow me on Twitter at Adam Ronis, on Instagram at Aaron88, and check out all my work, fulltimefantasy.com. Right now there, we have the week nine projections are up. We have the weekly snap counts and analysis, waiver wire pickups. Uh, and if you have any questions, you could ask them on the message boards and forums, whether it's lineup questions. And I would say lineup questions are best for Friday. I mean, look, if you have a player in the Thursday night game, sure. But as you'll see during the show, a lot of injuries are popping up that we didn't know about. And it's going to be tough to make that decision. So... Remember, keep that in mind. Uh, even Thursday night's game, we still have a lot of questions about tomorrow's games of who's going to play. So remember, no rush. Uh, we will get to your questions. That's the bottom line is uh, don't worry about it. Uh, you have all weekend, uh, but trade questions, waiver wire, whatever you have, we are here to answer it. I uh, got you covered for NBA DFS, NHL DFS, and NFL DFS as well, including optimizers. So check that out there. You can also check my work, si.com slash fantasy today. The Week 9 Stock Watch article is up with some buy lows, some sell highs. So uh, you can also check that out there. Let's go over the latest news. We will have Bill Enright from Bull Market Fantasy and FFChamps.com. He will join me at 3.40 p.m. Eastern. Okay, so we talked about tomorrow's game. Got the Cardinals in San Francisco. We're not exactly sure what's going on in the Cardinals' backfield. We think it's going to be a lot of Kenyon Drake. But Darren Urban, who covers the Cardinals, said in the open part of Cardinals' practice, and it was stretching only, that the reporters saw David Johnson was dressed and out participating. Edmonds, Chase Edmonds wasn't there. I don't think Edmonds is going to play. We know that. I don't know if David Johnson is going to play either. This doesn't mean much. But at least he was out there. That maybe gives a glimmer of hope. Or maybe this is the whole... He's active and doesn't play. Either way, right now, I think you're leaning towards uh, David Johnson being out. Obviously, we'll be finding out maybe later today or at least tomorrow. So at least we'll have that decision early. It's not like we have to wait uh, for a long time. But that's really one we're paying attention to because uh, I think a lot of people are expecting Kenya Drake to get most of the touches. Now, the problem is he barely knows the playbook. Uh, they re- they're not going to have a full practice this week, and he just joined the team. So they're just going to have to simplify it for him, and they'll probably you know throw quite a few passes to him. you got to think that San Francisco should be in control of this game with the way they have played. Uh, of course, it's a divisional game. It's a short week. Anything could happen. But, I mean, just San Francisco is just playing at a ridiculous level right now. I mean, you always think a team will not show up and have a down game. We haven't seen it from San Francisco yet. So they're a very interesting team, too, because – and I've said this for a few weeks now and written in some articles, with the way San Francisco is playing, especially how dominant their running game is and the offensive line and the system and the scheme, you pretty much can play two running backs from San Francisco every week. Now, we know the main guy is Tevin Coleman. Even though he only had 13 touches last week, he had four touchdowns. Now, a lot of it was they had a big lead. He had big plays. But Tevin Coleman is someone that's pretty much locked in and you got to play him all the time at this point. Uh, you know, he's been getting the touches uh, since he came back, and he's also getting a lot of the goal line carries as well. Now, it's usually been Matt Breida 
who's the guy backing him up. And I have Breida in a lot of leagues. Uh, he was my sleeper as part of our preseason pro picks. And Breida's been good this year. Obviously, there's been times where you know he's been pulled near the goal line, but he's broken some big plays. And even last week, see, people forget. You know, Everyone's like, oh, it was all Tevin Coleman last week. In the first half, Matt Breida had 13 touches. So that's what I'm saying with the way San Francisco is playing. They're running the ball 35 to 40 times per game, and it's allowing two running backs to put up good fantasy numbers. Now, whether that continues on a weekly basis remains to be seen because I do think the 49ers have some more competitive games coming up. At the same time, they have the 49ers in two of the next three. I mean, they have the Cardinals in two of the next three weeks. So you figure they're going to be playing from ahead in those games. So... Matt Breida, we don't know if he's going to play. He has an ankle issue, and I think Shanahan made a comment yesterday. If the game was yesterday, it didn't look good. So I would think he's out. So Raheem Mostert, I thought, was going to be a really good play, but he's dealing with a quad injury, and we don't know if he's going to play. Okay, well, after that, Jeff Wilson Jr., right? Well, he had a stinger last week. So it's really making it dicey like for waivers that ran. So... In waivers, that ran for me in a league last night, and I really need a running back because uh, that's been my weakness is the RB2 spot. I have Christian McCaffrey, great receivers, good tight end, and a good quarterback. So I'm looking to fill that RB2 hole. Last week, it was Latavius Murray, but he's off this week, and we don't know about his workload going forward. So Mostert and Jeff Wilson were available. I put in bids on both a little bit higher on Mostert, so I got him. And then in in Scott Fishbowl, I picked up Jeff Wilson for $4 because I've been really searching for a a running back there as well. Uh, Another league where I have Christian McCaffrey and a bunch of crap at the running back two spot where I'm just kind of throwing darts and very few of those darts have landed in the middle of the board so far this year. Do have Jalen Samuels there, so that could work out this week. But uh, yeah, this 49ers, it's going to be a key decision for tomorrow. And we might not even have the... um, the news by the time waivers runs tonight. Uh, I don't think Mostert is available in a lot of the high-stakes leagues. I think I did see him out there in a league or two. Wilson could be out there. So it's, it's going to be a tough decision here because we don't have any clarity. And I guess it depends on how desperate you are, too. Like, do you really need a running back this week? But either way, there's going to be value from one of these guys. Now, if, they, if three of them are out... I mean, Coleman's a lock and load anyway, and we'll see what they do. And I haven't seen anything about them adding or calling someone up from the practice squad. Maybe that happens today. That would kind of signal that maybe all three are out. But either way, either Mostert or Jeff Wilson uh, could be in a good spot this week uh, for the 49ers. So that's definitely some news that we have to monitor because, uh, especially with four teams on by, it's going to be a big deal here. So it's definitely something uh, that we need to pay attention to in that game, especially with that 49ers running game being so potent, you definitely want a piece of it. Uh, so that's going to be one of the keys for uh, waivers tonight. Uh, we'll see. Maybe we have news because, remember, it is on the West Coast, so maybe we'll get some further news about their practice, although they should be traveling today. So maybe that'll come out too, and they'll say, well, this guy didn't make the trip. So definitely something we have to pay attention to. A lot more to pay attention to. We're getting a lot of practice reports and some injury news. There's some players, including one, a wide receiver people have been hoping for big things from this year. He's been held back a little bit by the quarterback situation, but he has a shoulder issue that we didn't know about until today. I'll let you know who that receiver is next when we continue in his full-time fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Going 
NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here until 4 p.m. Eastern on a Wednesday afternoon as we get set for week nine of the NFL season. It does fly by. There's no question about it. And it's crunch time, man. You got to make that playoff push no matter what your record is. Again, hopefully total points matter in your league because if you're three and five, it's not over, man. You could easily win out. You get to nine and five. You lose one, eight and six, you get in. So just keep in mind, 
uh, it is not over yet. Uh, just keep fighting. Obviously, some teams are going to get hurt by the bye weeks. Maybe you can take advantage of that. Maybe most of your buys are, are gone. Uh, so, again, keep that push going. Uh, we, we just found out about this today. And this is another example of where I go, you can't set your lineup early in the week because we find out on Wednesday a lot of injuries that we didn't know about. There's sometimes things happen that aren't visible on Sunday or it's not reported. And then the player shows up on Tuesday, Wednesday, and all of a sudden now they're hurting because uh, sometimes it does uh, pain might kick in a day or two later. But Curtis Samuel didn't practice today with a shoulder issue. Panthers coach Ron Rivera said Samuel hurt his shoulder when he tried to lay out making a catch against the Niners on Sunday. So doesn't mean he's out, uh, but it is something to keep an eye on, especially if you were planning to use Samuel. And, you know, we were hoping for better things from Curtis Samuel this year, and a lot of it is Cam Newton being out. Uh, it's definitely hurt this offense. I mean, we knew last week was a tough matchup against the Niners, and Samuel did get 11 targets, but only four for 46. So not an awful game, but not what you were hoping for. The week before against Tampa in a great matchup, he had six targets, four for 70, and a touchdown. He had a bad game against Jacksonville with six targets, three for 19. A down game against Houston, seven targets, three for 32. So not having Cam Newton is hurt. As much as people like to bash Cam Newton and how inaccurate he is, Kyle Allen has just not been great. I know they've won games, and last week was the first time they lost with him, but it's not like Kyle Allen was producing big numbers or getting them to win. So it has hurt, especially a guy like Curtis Samuel. Uh, DJ Moore's actually been pretty good, but uh, again, I think we had higher expectations. You know, those guys have been lower in the rankings the last couple weeks because of Kyle Allen, and uh, this week they're going up against the Titans. We're a pretty good defense, so got to keep an eye on what happens here with Curtis Samuel. Christian McCaffrey was limited with a knee. I mean, this is just maintenance and stuff. Uh, shouldn't have to worry about it. I mean, look, I guess people who do have Christian McCaffrey are a little bit worried about later in the year because he's gotten such huge workloads, but you know, this is a guy that hasn't missed a game yet. And I guess he was on the injury report recently, but we knew that there was no threat of him sitting out. And he's obviously just carried a ton of teams uh, with the way he has performed this year. Hollywood Brown, Marquise Brown of the Ravens. I think we all assumed he'd be back this week because he's missed several weeks and they had the bye last week. He was at practice today. They are expecting him to return. He missed two week, two games before the bye. Now, he has slowed down a little bit. Uh, he got off to a tremendous start, and uh, we got excited. Uh, and I still think it'll be good, just because when you look at this Ravens team, they obviously don't pass a ton, but when they do, it's usually Brown or Mark Andrews. So, you know, Brown had the 18 targets the first two weeks. And uh, his last three games, the targets have been there, but the yards have not. Uh, week three, two for 49 on nine targets. Week four, four for 22 on seven targets. And week five, five targets, three for 22 and a touchdown. And obviously, this is going to be a tough matchup going up against New England. I would think Stephon Gilmore is on him. But Brown has that speed. And again, all it takes is one big play. So he's clearly not um, very high this week on the rankings. I think he's more like a wide receiver three. So I do have him in a couple leagues. Uh, and I'm going to have to make a decision on him. I know in one of them, I probably am not playing, but I have to see because I have Matt Breida and Miles Sanders in that league, which are possibilities to be flexed, although both could sit. So that's where I have to kind of figure out uh, what's going to go on. Uh, and that's a decision I won't make till later in the week. But uh, yeah, you know, I think most people are going to shy away because of the matchup. I mean, we just don't feel comfortable 
playing a lot of guys against the wing them right now with the way they're playing defensively. And the Ravens-Patriots matchup certainly going to be pretty interesting with the Ravens coming off a bye. How do they defend Lamar Jackson? And, you know, we have to be honest that New England really hasn't played anybody great this year. Uh, but uh, that, that's that's an intriguing matchup on Sunday night. Certainly looking forward to that. And we don't have to worry about the Patriots' defense on the main slate. Obviously, people have been paying up for them, and it has paid dividends in a huge, huge way. Uh, I mentioned Miles Sanders. He's not practicing today. So they said the injury is minor, but I think you're going to want to see him practice in the next day or two to make sure that he's out there. And Miles Sanders is someone who I mentioned before the year. I, I liked him. I think I drafted him in the fifth, sixth round of a couple leagues. And I knew that you needed to exhibit some patience because they weren't going to just completely go away from Jordan Howard, who's been pretty good. You know, we've seen a couple good games from him. But Miles Sanders has this explosive big playability. And, you know, his vision at times has created some problems. You know, I've seen a couple runs where he just bounced to the wrong side and it forced him to be caught. But he's also got this real big playability, especially in the passing game. I mean, Carson Wentz has really looked for him and they've had some big plays. And last week against Buffalo, he had three carries for 74 yards, including a 65-yard touchdown and three receptions for 44 yards. So he was on pace for a big game. He had 22 points in a PPR format before going down. And you just look at some of the recent games, you know, against Minnesota, three for 86 through the yard a touchdown. The Jets, four for 49. So you could see uh, he's given you a high floor. He has at least three receptions in four consecutive games. You know, and he hasn't gotten a ton of carries. We haven't seen him got double-digit carries since the Green Bay game. That was all the way back in week two. Uh, you know, last week, three. Week before, six. Three against Minnesota. Nine against the Jets. So we just haven't seen a ton of carries. But if he's involved in the passing game, uh, that's big. And especially, you know, if he continues to run like he has, that actually might open up some more opportunities for him. And I think that's what people are hoping for. So uh, he's a guy that... I've actually used in, you know, the FFWC online championship. You know, that's a pretty deep format in a couple leagues where I'm hurt at running back. He's been my RB2, and he's been okay. You know, especially if you're really strong and you're flexing two receivers, uh, you just really need, you know, 10 to 12 points out of him, and he's often been getting there. So we'll see if he can play. Deshaun Jackson is participating in individual drills at practice today. They're hoping that he could return this week. He's missed seven games after a big week one, and he is really key to that offense right now because they don't have any deep speed, and it's made this team kind of easy to defend when you look at it. Uh, that's the way I feel. Like I, they, they really miss him in this offense uh, because just the threat of him being on the field, the defense has to account for him. The safeties you know, can't play as close to the line of scrimmage. So that's why I think you've seen – Carson Wentz struggle. Uh, it's one of the reasons. I think you'll see once Deshaun Jackson comes back, it's going to open it up for the rest of the offense. The problem is the matchups over the next uh, couple games are really tough. They got the Bears this week, and you know the Bears are not the dominant defense they were, but it's still a defense that you have to be uh, a little concerned about. And it's also what we've seen from um, Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz has been held to less than 200 yards in three of the last four games. And after this game against the Bears, they play the Patriots. So it's kind of tough to rely on Carson Wentz. And he could be valuable down the stretch. I know the schedule gets better. But he has one touchdown or fewer 
in three of the last four games, 191 passing yards or fewer in three of the last four games. And in four of the eight games this year, Wentz hasn't reached 200 passing yards. I mean, that is pretty bad for your quarterback. So it's looking down for Carson Wentz, uh, at least over the next two games. I know the schedule gets a little bit better, and he might be a guy that can help you in the playoffs. But hopefully you paired Carson Wentz with another solid quarterback. And I liked Carson Wentz this year. I didn't get him anywhere. I remember in a draft, he was there like a 10th, 11th round, and I passed on him. And I was like, that might have been a mistake. But then I wound up getting Russell Wilson and Dak Prescott. So it worked out. But I did think Wentz could have a good year. I really think that, though, not having Deshaun Jackson has really, really hurt the defense, uh, the offense, because it kind of makes them a little bit easier to defend. And we're seeing that. You know, the Eagles offense hasn't put up big numbers. Zach Ertz is a guy that has struggled because of it. Uh, Austin Jeffrey hasn't had big games. And uh, that's why this team is hovering at 400, uh, 500 right now. And uh, Deshaun Jackson coming back will certainly help that offense. Lots more ahead as we continue. We'll continue to go over more injury news and what it means for your fantasy team here on Full-Time Fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. 
Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Back here it is full-time fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here until 4 p.m. Eastern on a Wednesday afternoon. Bill Enright, ffchamps.com, will join me at 3.40 p.m. Eastern. Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing Daily Fantasy Hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Don't do DFS hockey. Do an NBA DFS, although I haven't done a ton lately because of football. I uh, will start to get into it more. Do some NBA sports betting, though. And, you know, the good thing about being in Jersey. So last night, following the uh, Heat and Hawks game, and Trey Young got hurt, injured his ankle, left the game. So went on to the uh, see what the live line was, and it was minus nine for the Heat. So I took that. Because I thought with no Trey Young, they were in trouble and they wouldn't win the game. And I didn't think he would come back and he didn't. Fortunately, the injury doesn't look to be serious and he's only day to day, which is great because Trey Young has been a fun player to watch this year. And actually, it's funny. So I was doing my seasonal draft. I had picked 12. And I said, you know what? I'm going to, it's a head to head league with double doubles. My plan was to take Trey Young and Rudy Gobert. And this is a lesson too which I say all the time, you've got to be prepared for anything that's thrown your way. And I had, you know, Damian Lillard and Bradley Beal ranked in the top 10 for that scoring format. And as I get to 12, both guys are there. So I was like, okay, I have to pivot now. I'm going to take Lillard and Beal. So that's, we. this happens every year. Oh, I'm picking here. Who do you take? Well, I don't know who's going to be there. You know, there's always surprises. So... Uh, and that one, it went Beal Lither. But so I took the heat by nine, and then I parlayed it with the over on Denver and uh, Dallas. I think it was 212.5 on the DK Sportsbook. So did that parlay. So that's the good thing. You know, live in-game betting is something you can do too. And especially when you see something happen. Now, they're usually quick to react. In fact, it was frozen for a little bit. Like I couldn't get it in, and the number kept fluctuating back and forth. But I thought nine was reasonable, and obviously the Heat won by 15. And I got the uh, the over on uh, Dallas and Denver. It, it was 215, uh, and I had the over 212.5. So definitely uh, love uh, NBA sports betting. Uh, it's a little tough early in the year as you get a feel for teams, but uh, good night last night. And we got 11 games on the slate tonight. Adam Schefter tweeting, 
that Bill Callahan, the coach of the Redskins, says left tackle Trent Williams did not pass his physical. It's just comical what's going on over there. Obviously, he doesn't want to play. He held out. He said he was coming back because obviously uh, he wasn't traded and the money, but he didn't plan to play. Uh, but it's just uh, insane uh, what goes on there with the Redskins. And, you know, they should have traded him earlier, got something for him. Uh, it, it's just uh, unbelievable um, what's going on there with the Redskins. It's just been a complete joke. And, again, stems from the top of the organization. And it's going to be a while, I think, before they go uh, and do anything. Uh, by the way, if you are playing NBA DFS tonight, at least it happened early, but Kawhi Leonard has been ruled out tonight. For rest, unbelievable. Already this early in the year, and that's why I didn't want to draft him, man. Uh, I forgot if he was available at twelve. I don't think he was, but I was probably going to pass him, man. As great as he is, man, it's just you know uh, a problem with uh, the maintenance. So he's going to sit today, and he will play tomorrow as they have a back to back. So uh, that's really going to be a problem for those that have Kawhi Leonard in season long this year. Obviously, in DFS, no problem. We just move on. Uh, so some other news here. Uh, Sam Darnold is practicing in full. He's got a little bit of a thumb issue here. He's wearing a brace on it. It's on his left thumb, so it's his non-throwing thumb. Look, this is a really good spot for Sam Darnold this week. I know a lot of people are not going to have confidence in using him because of what we've seen the last couple weeks. But, you know, you could have a, uh, a quarterback on by and you need a fill-in. Now, I think there's a couple other guys I like a little bit better, but... He's in a good spot. Miami's been terrible defensively. And if there's any week for this offense to get right, you know, it should be this week. Uh, I know they're coming off a couple of disappointing games, but Donald certainly is in a good spot. I think you're going to see a lot of people looking at Jets and, and potentially this guy, Chris Herndon. Remember, he's been out with this hamstring injury following the suspension. He was limited in practice today. Uh, he was limited in practice last week, too. It sounds like he's going to play. So I'm expecting him to. I hope he plays because I have a league where I have Austin Hooper on by. Herndon's my tight end, and I'm hoping he could play this week. Uh, there Again, there's some pretty good tight ends this week that you can use as fill-ins. Uh, we're still waiting on news, though, of uh, some of the starters, uh, including Tampa Bay. Uh, OJ, OJ Howard did not practice again today with this hamstring injury. He heard it last week in practice, so you know we thought he might get traded. Didn't happen. Doesn't sound uh, like he will play this week. So that would be Cameron Brait getting another start. So, you know, he's in a decent spot. He's always touchdown reliant. Um, but this could be a game where there are some points. Let's remember the Seattle defense is not what it was. We just need that game to stay competitive, especially since Russell, so Russell Wilson can throw a lot because this is a really great matchup for Russell Wilson against the Tampa Bay defense. We've talked about how Tampa Bay's weakness is against the pass. They're a very difficult team to run on. Uh, and look, if you have Chris Carson this week, you're probably going to start him because of the volume. You just understand that this is a Tampa Bay team that's pretty much shut everyone down. So I think a lot of weeks you look at Carson uh, as a lock start. I'm not saying you bench him, but I think you know if you are deep, you know there were people who got Chris Carson depending on when you drafted in the fifth, sixth round, and you might be stacked at running back. Uh, it's hard to sit him though because. The worst case scenario is what? 15 carries, 50 yards. Maybe he finds the end zone. And they have been throwing the ball as well. So it's really, really difficult to sit a guy like that. Uh, but we understand the expectations are lowered this week because of the matchup uh, that's going on. Uh, Sterling Shepard does not have the no-contact jersey anymore. So 
remember the practice report for the Giants, we won't know until tomorrow because the Giants are playing Monday night against the Dallas Cowboys. So I don't know. Uh, it would be interesting to see if Shepard is back. Uh, you're going to have to wait and see what that news is. Uh, but Shepard obviously was playing pretty well, although now with Golden Tate in the slot, Shepard goes to the outside. Uh, we'll see if he's able to put up those numbers. Uh, Chris Thompson not practicing for the Redskins today. He's dealing with this toe issue, probably uh, you know similar to Devontae Adams' turf toe. And we've seen how long Devontae Adams has been out. So Wendell Smallwood would be behind Adrian Peterson. Obviously, Adrian Peterson is going to get a big workload, uh, but the ceiling is very limited there. We know that. Peterson can get 20 carries. And it really might not amount to much. Not a you know, scoring opportunities limited. Not involved a lot in the passing game. So uh, you do have to take that into account. And I do not have any uh, Adrian Peterson this year. So um, you know, take that into account. Uh, I think this is a good opportunity to you know make some trades this week. You know, the trade deadline uh, is going to be passing soon for a lot of leagues and. Someone who I would sell on right now is Todd Gurley. I mean, anyone who's listened to me or read my work, they know how I feel about Todd Gurley. Uh, I was very low on him this year. And I don't – I think I'm right so far. It's not like he's been awful. Uh, he's been helped by the uh, touchdowns because he's got, uh, what is it, six touchdowns on the year. But you got to be concerned if you're a Gurley owner. You can't feel like he is going to be – there for you the rest of the year he's already missed one game he's got this arthritic knee and his usage is way down against the Bengals, he had 10 carries in that game 10 carries and i know they had the game in control but it's very concerning for him he has 51 yards rushing or fewer in five straight games and you go well okay he's got the passing numbers no he doesn't He's got 24 targets in seven games. 11 of them came in one. He has one reception or fewer in four of seven games. And last week, he played 51.6% of the snaps. So we knew it was going to be rough coming into the season. But I think it's been worse. And if it wasn't for the touchdowns, forget it. I mean, he doesn't look good moving laterally. So... You might be able to get someone to buy him, especially if the team is 7-1, 6-2. They might be saying, hey, I can get him cheap. I'm concerned, man. Uh, the workload. Now, they have the bye week, and they're going to have to fight for the playoffs. So maybe does that change things? Possibly. But he just hasn't looked great, man. Uh, they need to use Darrell Henderson a little bit more. He at least brings some explosive ability. And I know he's not had great numbers the last two weeks. But he's had double-digit touches in the last two games. We'll see if Malcolm Brown is going to be ready. But uh, that's something to keep an eye on. Now, Le'Veon Bell is interesting. You know, I actually think he's a solid buy low. The Jets' schedule upcoming is really good. And he's coming off a game where he had a season-low 12 touches. The Jets are a disaster. There's been a lot of negativity there with the Jets. And I got to think Bell gets more involved in the passing game. It's absolutely mind-boggling that he had three receptions last week for 12 yards. He had 32 targets in the first four games and caught 27. Over the last three, 10 targets, and he's only caught five. He, in the first four games, he averaged 24 and a half touches. Since Sam Darnold came back, he's averaging 14.3 touches. How does this make any sense? And I know it's the Jets. I know it's Adam Gase. 
But I got to think the volume increases. You paid a ton of money to this guy. And look at the schedule. Dolphins, Giants, Redskins, Raiders, Bengals, and Dolphins. I mean, that is as good as it gets. And the epitome of a buy low is getting someone where no one wants them, where the value is low. So I do think I would take a shot here and get Le'Veon Bell. It's just the Patriots game, we expected it. But he is a running back that could get a ton of volume and things could turn around. So especially if you're near the top, see where the Le'Veon Bell owner is. I would take a shot and add him to my team, especially with that juicy schedule down the stretch. When we return, I'll be joined by Bill Enright from Bull Market Fantasy and FFChamps.com. That's ahead right here, full-time fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash dunk to learn more. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here until 4 p.m. Eastern. Joining me now, it is Bill Enright. You can find him, bullmarketfantasyffchamps.com. Bill, what's up? Hey, Adam. How's it going, man? I'm excited for week nine. Yeah, I think we all are. And uh, congratulations to you. Saw you finish uh, top 10 this week in the Fantasy Pros accuracy rankings for week eight. It's about time because, you know, I was no one wants to hear, oh, I was top 13 or I was top 12. You know, top 10 is where it's at. Everyone, everyone wants to be in the top 10. And after a couple of, uh, you know, 13 or, or 12th or 11th even finishes, I, I finally squeaked into that 10 spot. I don't want you to give away your process, but you've shown pretty good consistency over the years of finishing near the top. What's been the key for you? Like, why are you able to do this consistently? Uh, no sleep and <laughs> co- constant evaluation. I'm constantly moving my players around until they're absolutely perfect for how I want them. And that's why um, in three of the last uh, three years, I've, I've always finished in the top 10, uh, a couple third place finishes, one fifth place. And then I think it was like ninth. But yeah, I'm, I'm constantly just going over my rankings and adjusting players and, and moving them like literally line by line, player by player. I want them a very specific, exact order. Some people think it's crazy, but I mean, that's what our members pay us for. I think it's one of the probably the, the most important thing when, when doing your lineups every week is, is looking at your trusted sources uh, rankings. And that's why I take them so seriously. Uh, it's going to be interesting for some of the matchups this week because Lamar Jackson has pretty much been, uh, I'm sure, in your rankings, like top three every week. But this week he's going up against the New England defense, which has absolutely been shutting teams down. I don't know if you did your rankings yet, but how do you feel about Lamar Jackson this week? I feel like almost every week you get a question on him. Yep, Lamar Jackson, but there could be teams with Lamar and Russell Wilson. Lamar, Dak Prescott. Is Lamar Jackson a top 10 quarterback this week against New England? Uh, he's not. I actually have him at 11, so he's not a top 10 quarterback. Still a quarterback one. However, the Patriots, I mean, they have on the road, uh, fantasy man, fan, quarterbacks are averaging three points per game when they're playing against the Patriots on the road. Um, at home, actually, their uh, quarterbacks average seven points per game. So they're, the pass defense is actually doing better on the road. Maybe it's a little skewed thanks to that game against Sam Darnold where he had like negative six points. But I know the I know the uh, Ravens are coming off a bye, but I really hope some people have another option than, than Lamar Jackson because he scares me this week. He's actually my sit of the week over on Sports Illustrated, and the you know I don't like to just say hey you know bench Derek Carr this week or you know don't start uh, you know Eli you know don't start Daniel Jones this week. Um, I like to use guys that that people actually have to make decisions on. And I think that's a lot more fun, and I think it's a lot more helpful uh, to, to all the fans out there. So, so Lamar Jackson is my quarterback fit of the week. See, the, I, I've had this discussion with Doc. I, I hate the start sit columns. The reason why, you got to take your readers into account. So say someone's reading your article, and they go, oh, Bill says to sit Lamar Jackson. Then they're going to be like, all right, Bill, I saw you said to sit Lamar Jackson. So do I play Ryan Tannehill over him? <laughs> yeah. See, that is a problem, man. And and I think a lot of the members over the years, I've got to know a lot of them on, on FF Champs, where I, I know they're a smart and educated group of people that know fantasy football and just come to me for some of the advice that they need. So when, when I'm doing my rankings, I know I tell everyone all the time, rankings come first, 
all the analysis, all the articles are always secondary. So when I have a person like Lamar Jackson on my sit um, section, then I, I, I hope people know to go check my rankings and see that I, I still have Jackson ahead of, you know, the, the 17 other quarterbacks for the week, um, like, like Brian Tannehill. Yeah, unfortunately, though, if people are just reading an article and the rankings are not handy there, they don't. So that's why you get those questions. And I don't know. I just I've I've done the start sit them. I don't like it because uh, just people say, oh, you said to sit this guy. Start. No, it's a general comparing to players close in that tier, not going 15 spots below and taking that player. But uh, hopefully the people are smart enough and, and can ask the questions and see the rankings to clarify that. Josh Allen, he's got a good matchup this week against the Redskins, but I felt like the last two weeks he did too. Miami, 202, two touchdowns, 32 rushing yards. Okay, Philadelphia, good matchup. Exploit him in the secondary. I understand there were win conditions. 169, two passing touchdowns, 45 rushing yards. Is that what we can expect from him this week against the Redskins, or is this the week we finally see that big game? Or is that just what Josh Allen is? It's funny you're saying Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson because – I had Jackson as my sit, and I, I actually have Josh Allen as my start of the week. And we have to remember back to last year where, as a rookie, he had four games of over 90 rushing yards, and that was a big difference maker in his fantasy stats. This year, his season high is, is just this past week, 46 yards on the ground. I think he gets both back on track against the Washington Redskins, both his aerial game and the, the ground attack, because we saw what Mason Rudolph did uh, against the Dolphins um, I think you can exploit bad defenses, and I think the Redskins, like the Dolphins, are a bad defense. And, he, and even though Mason Rudolph was struggling, um, you know, sometimes good matchups can make those, uh, you know, make the medicine go down or whatever the saying is. Um, so Josh Allen against the Redskins this week, I think the Redskins are, are equally as bad compared to the Miami Dolphins. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to start Josh Allen this week in a lot of my leagues um, where I have a couple players on by, like Goff and, and uh, Breeze. Joined by Bill Enright. You can find him Bull Market Fantasy as well as FFChamps.com. Is this a week you can stream Sam Darnold? Obviously, the matchup was great against the Dolphins. Uh, we saw a really good performance by Darnold against the Cowboys. Terrible against New England. And while he did have two touchdowns last week against Jacksonville, he still threw three picks. Do you just forget that and say, hey, this is a good matchup. Darnold's going to take advantage this week? I think Darnold's one of those guys that people have to really consider to stream, not just this week, but really in, in five of his next six games. You know, he's got two games against the Dolphins week, this week and, and in week 14. Then he plays the Giants, the Redskins, the Raiders, and the Bengals. I can't, I can't imagine a, an easier schedule for a quarterback. Now, going back before the Patriot game, because everyone, everyone wants to reference the Patriot game, that epic collapse when he was seeing ghosts. ghosts. Going back to the, the week before that, week six against the Cowboys, he had 338 yards and two touchdowns. This past weekend, 218 yards and two touchdowns. Now, he does, has, he does have seven picks in his last two games, but we know Jacksonville's defense is good, and we know the Patriots' defense is great. What he can do against a terrible defense like the Dolphins, the Giants, Redskins, Raiders, Bengals, I, I think he can really exploit their secondary I love what Demarius Thomas has been doing. I think Robbie Anderson will start to hit on a few more big plays. And Jameson Crowder underneath as their slot receiver can certainly make an impact. We saw Ryan Griffin with the two touchdowns last week. So even the tight end is now contributing. I think Donald is someone that you want to buy into going forward. Um, bye, week in, bye week problems, injury concerns for some of your quarterback ones. Donald can be an excellent replacement. 
I don't think we've ever discussed this, but a lot of people are into the revenge game narrative. Jordan Howard going against his foreign team this week. Do you like him only because Miles Sanders could be out, or are you someone that likes the narratives with the, these revenge games? I, I love narratives to be, in general. I always love a good storyline. Um, I do think that players are motiv- players are human, and I think people forget that there's emotion involved when you're discussing any kind of either past business relationship or, or any kind of relationship. And for Jordan Howard, he does have a past business relationship with the Chicago Bears, and, and they basically sent him packing for a bag of peanuts. Um, that was one of the trades that the, the Eagles pulled off this offseason that w- was really in the Eagles' favor. Um, for whatever reason, Jordan Howard just didn't fit into what Matt Nagy was trying to do on offense. Um, for the first time, we saw David Montgomery um, perform as, as kind of we all expected uh, just last week. So Howard this week against the, Eagle, uh, against the Bears, yeah, I'm, I'm really pumped for that matchup. And, and I do buy into the revenge factor game. We saw Minka Fitzpatrick uh, have two interceptions against the Miami Dolphins this past week, his former team. So I like those storylines. Now, a lot of people will say, oh, he's going to perform good or bad regardless of any kind of revenge factor. But I, I think there is extra motivation when they're going up, when a player is going up against his former team. That just like I think there's extra motivation when a player is entering the final year of his contract. I, I buy into those narratives for sure. How are you ranking and recommending Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler right now? Gordon is still getting more touches, even though he's not doing much with them. I mean, Eckler barely touched the ball last week, but he did have a touchdown. How are you looking at those guys when people are asking questions, if they have both, or or ranking them in PPR formats? I think the PPR factor is crucial, especially when it comes to Eckler, because we know that's really where, you know, I think he only already has 51 catches on the year. Now, only two catches in week eight. But he's always going to be involved in that passing attack. And, and what I try to do with my rankings is I try to make sure that I don't put anyone ahead of them. Like, like right now I have, I have Austin Eckler ranked 17th. So ahead of him is, is Philip Lindsay, Marlon Mack at 15 and 16. So what I try to do is and – and I have Gordon at 20. So I, I put them in a spot where if someone checks out my rankings, they're going to say, oh, well, Bill is saying that these guys are quality running backs for the week and should be in my lineups. Now, if I put them at 36, that's telling my members that I'm, I'm more considering them for a flex and a borderline flex, even at that. So I, I try to put them in a low-end running back two territory, but high enough in my rankings where when people look at them, they know I'm suggesting that they're in their lineups. Odell Beckham, I don't know where you had him ranked last week, but there was a lot of people who felt worried about playing him against the Patriots and Stephon Gilmore this week. You could see a lot of Chris Harris. Uh, do you see any scenarios where you bench Beckham this week or you just have him as a wide receiver too and, and you play him and hope for the best? I, I, can't, I just can't bench a guy like that. I mean, uh, 18 targets the last two weeks, um, 150 yards. Against the Patriots, yeah, he struggled, but he was he was really shadowed by Gilmore a lot, and we know that Coach Belichick likes to take away a team's number one option, and that's probably why Jarvis Landry had so many catches. But Beckham still had seven for five, uh, seven targets for five catches and 52 yards. Now, he's only scored once all year, and that was way back in week two against the Jets. That was his best game of the year, 161 yards off, off of six catches with the score. You drafted Beckham, you have to play him. I, I really can't imagine a scenario where someone has Amari Cooper, Tyreek Hill, Mike Evans, and Odell Beckham Jr. Um, I have Beckham ranked 14th right now, 
and Denver does have a good pass defense. But I, I really can't imagine a scenario where people have good enough wide receivers where you can afford the luxury of, of not playing him. How, what's happened to Larry Fitzgerald? He's had two really bad games in a row. Is it the offense yeah. not performing? Christian Kirk being back going to hurt him? Because uh, he was targeted 24 times in the first two weeks, and we just haven't seen that volume. And this is a guy that needs the volume to produce. Right. So Kirk had 11 targets in his first game back last week. Fitzgerald, I think he has three catches in his last two games, um, seven or off of seven targets and, and just 20 yards. Now, Fitz is a guy that you can absolutely bench. He plays the 49ers two in the next three weeks. Uh, this week he's playing on Thursday night. We, we know that the 49ers defense is very, very good. And I, I get very cautious when it comes to playing uh, teams against good defenses on a short week. So I'm benching not just Fitz, but outside of Christian Kirk, I think I'm benching all of my Arizona Cardinal players. And you know what? David, John- David Johnson's not going to be playing. I, I really can't expect much from Kenny and Drake either. Yeah, it looks like there's a glimmer of hope for David Johnson. He actually was participating in practice. I don't know how much because I think it's just a walkthrough, but they haven't ruled him out. They have officially ruled out Chase Edmonds, but we've been burned by this David Johnson before, so I think if you have him, you're probably not playing him, although we might get final work. Uh, Bill, let people know what's going on tomorrow. Bull Market Fantasy real quick. Uh, Albert Breer, Sports Illustrated NFL Insider, will be joining us at 1045 Eastern Time. Uh, BullMarketFantasy.com. Watch us live. All right. Thanks a lot, Bill. Good luck this weekend. All right, Adam. Good luck. All right. That's Bill Enright, BullMarketFantasyFFChamps.com. We'll come back with some practice news. Player already ruled out. We'll let you know who it is next. Full-time fantasy. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, 
or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here for a couple more minutes. Wrapping it up as we're getting a ton of injury news today. Uh, It's always good to get some of this stuff early, but we're going to have a lot of questions I see as the week goes on. Uh, We do know that Chase Edmonds has officially been ruled out. We all knew that was coming uh, with that hamstring injury last week, uh, but good to get that clarification out. We knew it anyway. David Johnson, though. Cliff Kingsbury, Cardinals coach, said David Johnson is still working through it, but it will be running back by committee regardless. So, dicey here. Maybe there's a shot David Johnson plays, but he's clearly, if he does, he's not going to get his full workload. Obviously, Ken and Drake has come in. So, I don't know. People got burned by David Johnson a couple weeks ago. I think they're going to be reluctant to play him, but we're going to have to see what the reports are tomorrow. And even with those reports, people are not going to trust him. Uh, I have David Johnson in two leagues. One is a best ball league, uh, the Raz Bowl. This is the last week we do best ball. Then we start setting lineups. I'm um, doing well in that one, number two overall. So I don't have to worry about that decision this week. And the other one is an FFWC online championship where I currently have him out of my lineup. Uh, and I'm probably going to leave him out. I mean, it would have to be a drastic change and like, oh, so positive. He's looking good. Even then, after what happened a couple weeks ago, you have to be worried. James Conner did not practice today. I mean, they said he would be limited to begin the week, so not a surprise here. Uh, You really want to see him do something on Friday. Either way, Jalen Samuels, if he's available in your league, go get him. People are talking and asking me about number one waiver wire priority. And look, there's a risk that Conner plays, and we don't see much of Samuels. But Conner has been banged up constantly. I think he's left four games this year with an injury. You want to have Jalen Samuels. We know he he excels at catching the football. He's caught 11 passes in the last two games he's played. So can't sit here and wait around. Uh, If he's available, I am definitely going to get him. And Delaney Walker sidelined practice today. Uh, John O. Smith has been really good in the two games. Even though Anthony Fersker has been playing some snaps, um, he's played 40% of the snaps the last two weeks, but obviously Smith is more of the bigger playmaker and gets targets in the passing game. So if Delaney Walker's out, yeah, I'm going to roll with John o. Smith again this week. I picked him up in a lot of leagues last week, so I'm hoping he is in there because he will produce. That wraps it up here. If you have any questions, head on over to fulltimefantasy.com. I'll be there answering questions. Check out my work, si.com slash fantasy. And I'll be back Thursday afternoon, Halloween, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. 